Steve Conwell is the CEO of Final Ascent. They are a firm advising middle market business owners on creating exit-ready companies that attract buyers and sell for maximum value so that they're able to create wealth and, and a legacy that lasts for generations. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, George. Glad to be part of your podcast. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my bride and I met uh, country dancing many moons ago, uh, back in 92. Uh, we told both our parents who were uh, Catholic and Assemblies of God that we met at UNT. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've uh, been married, uh, gosh, this December will be 30 years and um, got two great kids, uh, one that graduated from A&M, so I won't hold it against her. Uh, but she's a teacher with Title I schools. And it's just amazing. She does kindergarten calls them her littles. Uh, and she's, uh, she's incredible at that. And then our son, uh, he's third generation university, North Texas, and he's going to graduate in December. And, uh, so we're empty nesters. So we kind of laugh and say, when our friends call and say, can you do something? We can go right now, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Um, but I'm the CEO, uh, final scent, like you said, and, uh, my life's journey is to help middle market business owners navigate that whole, exit process. So what do I mean by exit? So how do I get my business attractive in the marketplace and really exit ready so that if I do a uh, transition to a third party, how do I maximize that value? All that blood, sweat and tears that they have, the 30 years of building their business, how do they really monetize that so that they can have a lucrative and happy exit, a beautiful retirement, multi-generational wealth. And so it's uh, that navigating that exit journey is a it's a process. It's fun. We love it, uh, but it's a roller coaster ride. And so we're there with our business owners as trusty guides to take them through that process and and help them get there. Especially considering the fact it's probably the only time in their life a lot of them will ever do this. Hmm. And so you got to take it really seriously, um, and you got to make sure that uh, you know we get through that process with them. Uh, hand in hand, just guiding them up the mountain uh, on their final ascent so they can uh, have that uh, kind of wonderful journey and tell their friends after that uh, having a cigar that I guess, sold my business and then helped the next generation for sure. I love it. So I imagine that your daughter always thought I'm going to be a teacher and she sounds like a perfect <laughs> teacher. You know, me, I'd be an awful teacher. I probably don't have an ounce of the patience that she has. When <laughs> when 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 you were a kid, were, were you like, I'm going to help people sell their business? Or how does that happen? Oh, my gosh. That's such a great question because, I mean, no, right? But I remember as a kid looking at these millionaires back then. Right now, it's the billionaires. And so how did they do that? I mean, how did they get? You look at somebody that owns a, you know, not owns, but runs a Fortune 500 company with 300,000 employees. How do you do that? How did you get there? And so I was always curious about that. Uh, but I did the traditional, you know, bachelor's and master's in accounting, did the financial statement audit with the big four going down that path. Uh, but I was always entrepreneurial, um, always kind of thinking about new ways of doing things. How do you make it better? Um, thinking out of the box. And so I think those skill sets helped me. Uh, but I was also really fortunate to work on, I mean, you know, hundreds of industries, multiple companies, and I've seen a lot of ways to do things, um, a lot of ways to do things well, and a lot of ways that maybe not so well, right? And so that kind of navigated my journey that way. But I will say my accounting degree, I mean, I look at financial statements all the time. 
it never goes away. And those early skill sets, you know, the soft skills that you learn, the attention to detail, quality, time management, budgeting, the emotional intelligence learning that you have to do to kind of move up the food chain, all of that helps navigate that journey. Um, but ultimately, you know, what happened was uh, I was the interim CFO for residential real estate firm. Uh, we did about 300 homes and I was a client of an exit strategist. And so what's funny about that is that when we sold our first company, we thought we did great. This was back in 2008. Here I am listening to this exit strategy person talking about all of the things that buyers want in the business. How do you go through an exit? And I'm looking back going, not only did we not remotely do that the right way, we probably left it easily like $3 million on the table. Mm -hmm. And we thought we did great. And so that's what got me really curious about this. And that's how we started the company. I said, oh my gosh, man, there's so many people that don't know. They have their entrepreneurial hats and they're great with that, but they don't know what it takes to get their business really ready for sale. And then what do you need to do to go through that process? And so that's now my life's work to help business owners with that. I appreciate you sharing. And uh, it's, it's Life is a life is a funny thing, and you answered one of my questions. I, you just never know if people are going through the degree work and then advanced degrees, and then working for great big financial accounting firms. If there's a lot of emotional intelligence going on, and where you pick that up, because you mentioned that's such a huge part of the process. Yeah, you know, um, I had a pivotal moment when I was 25 um, because you know there's those situations where you know you're right. I mean, this is the path that you need to go down, but there's personality types that you can't convince. And you can't figure out why. Like, why is it that that personality type, for whatever reason, can't get from A to B? And my pivotal moment in my career was I thought, what if I'm the problem? Hmm. What if I'm actually the issue? And so I started reading all these soft skill books and, you know, the groundbreaking book by Daniel Goldman, like on emotional intelligence and working with emotional intelligence. And I remember reading things and it's like, I never knew that I never knew this, right? Um, and so I started kind of tabulating my mind, okay, how do then I change my style, my communication approach, so that the person listening to me, that's how they like to be communicated to. And so I just adjusted myself, um, adjusted you know, how I talk to folks, how I listen, and it was it was a groundbreaking thing for me. Um, and so I'm kind of a lifelong learner and things like that. Um, I have to, with my job, I mean, listen to business owners and like the underlying meaning of what's really being said, what the real issue is, and then how do I get them from where we are now to, you know, two or three Xing their enterprise value, uh, getting them from really no market that's going to purchase them to attracting a market where multiple buyers are there. And so you, you have to, you have to be willing to kind of humble yourself. They know more in their pinky about their business than, than you do with your whole body and mind and soul. And so you have to respect that and appreciate it. And then you have to then help them with the experiences that we have taking companies to market and selling them for that maximum value that we talked about but they have to execute. They have to be the ones that get that entrepreneurial spirit energized, um, get excited again. Let's go run and let's go grow this thing and see the possibilities. Because the funniest thing about it is that no buyer wants to listen to a seller go, 
I hate my business and I'm like really sick and tired of it. And so I'm going to sell it to you. They're like, thanks, but I'm going to go somewhere else. Right. Um, so yeah, that, uh, it's, uh, it, it was a big thing. And so I'm a firm believer in, uh, you know, uh, you're not always right. Um, you may not always have the answers. And so listening and kind of helping guide people versus just telling them what they need to do uh, is a, for me, it's just a great way to do things. What a moment of clarity. What if I'm the problem to ask yourself that question and then actually do the work and to dig into it and then to recognize, look at all this stuff that I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And what a difference that that's made. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I we used to do premarital, not counseling, but with our church. And we were the youngest couple doing that. And um, they would do this speaking of love assessments on the, you know, love communication, you know, seven love languages of, of people. And what we realized was that, okay, it's going to be, let's say, his third marriage and her second, is that if you gave them mirrors, and said, look, if you don't fix yourselves, what you're doing is you're marrying somebody that's exactly like your previous spouses, but they look different, right? Um, but if you change yourself and you change you know, how you give love, how you communicate, how you interact with your team, your customers, your key stakeholders, the other hats that you wear, whether you're like a, you're a son, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a friend, you're a business owner, all of those roles affect, you know, how you are going to, you know, improve things, how you're going to make things better, how you're going to grow your business, how you're going to have your kids be wonderful, contributing independent members of society, how you're going to have a loving marriage, how you're going to be a good neighbor. So all of that's intertwined. Um, it's the reason why when we're visiting with business owners, we're really kind of getting a flavor for more than just them as a business owner. Because if we don't understand the personal things and what's going on in their life, the big things that are affecting them, that can affect that whole journey. Um, so it's really a, a kind of a microcosm of a lot of who are you talking to while you're sitting here talking about the business? Because it could be that you're talking to the husband at that point, or you could be talking to the son because the dad's got cancer and hasn't told you and it's stage four, and they just spent the whole weekend at hospice now. And him getting irritated and upset with you has nothing to do with the conversation, but that what's weighing on their mind, right? So all of that, you know, can factor into a journey that if you're selling your business could take nine months, there's a lot that can happen during that time and life comes at you fast. So you, ha you have to appreciate it. You have to be willing to be you know, open to changes. And we like to um, like to say we're like exit psychologists without the degree, right? Um, navigating that roller coaster going up and down and the changes and the things that happen. So, yeah, it, um, it's, a, it's a fun job. It's a, a wonderful thing to do to help business owners kind of navigate that, that lifelong journey that they've had building their companies. And all of a sudden... They get to a stage where they say, you know, hey, I'm thinking about selling and we have to help them get over that finish line, especially considering the fact they may know nothing about this process at all. And, you know, that great client that they have that has, you know, 60 percent of their revenue can be holding them back from selling because that's a concentration problem. So they love that client. That's been a wonderful thing for their family. But on the sellability standpoint, buyers are looking at that and going, what if I buy the company? And that customer just bails 
I can't be the big bad new owner like firing half their employees because we can't service that anymore. We don't have the revenue. Yeah. So there's a, I don't know, in my heart, this is uh, something we take, you know, very seriously. Uh, We love the business owners we work with. And we truly, if you think about that final ascent, it's a mountain climbing term. uh, And it's the last ascent to the summit. So if you think about Everest or K2, it's that most dangerous part of the ascent because all things can go wrong. So we have to be there and guide them through that process to get over that finish line. It's fun. What a great way to think about it. And you described it beautifully. And it seems to me that you ignore this stuff at 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 your peril. And if you are not taking into consideration the family stuff, the emotional stuff, and you're just looking at the books, that you'll probably end up freezing to death close to the summit on K2 or Everest, as it would be. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than saying, okay, like going to the summit, if we stick with that analogy, it seems like the straight line is the best way to go. Hmm. And logic would dictate this is how we get there. But it's experience over time of doing it, you know, hundreds of times. It says, nope, we have to circumvent that straight path. And what appears to be like the road less traveled by Robert Frost is the right way to go to get through this exit journey for them. Um, Because going up those mountains, there are people that they keep up there that have passed away 50, 60 years ago uh, because they didn't. They didn't look at those those risk factors. They didn't think about the fact that uh, oxygen was low. Um, So time, people kill deals, uh, financials that are a mess kill even the opportunity to have somebody give you an offer for your business. Um, Businesses where the owners are largely dependent on them. So they're very proud about the fact that all their customers know their name, all the key stakeholders, they're the person that everybody goes to for all the problems and challenges. And while that's great for the business owner, from a buyer's perspective, they're looking at it and going, well, this entire business is dependent on you. So we're going to walk away because it just doesn't have any value, i.e. you just died on the mountainside and you didn't even know that was an issue. Yeah, what feeds you destroys you kind of a thing. What brought you to the dance and made your company successful is you and your personality and everything else. But yeah, I'm the new potential owner and I am not you. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like what you want to do is you want to take your business and make it turnkey. So you sell it, you hand the keys over to that new buyer so that you can go off into the sunset and walk away. Now, the reality is that a business that is turnkey, you may spend the next year working on a consulting basis, uh, full-time, maybe the next two years, part-time. You may have some level of earnouts where you're earning, let's say, a portion of the sales proceeds after the fact to get to that next level. But if the business is truly dependent on you, you really hit the nail on the head. You are the reason this business is here. Not all your employees and not what you're selling, but that just larger than life personality that you have, the expertise that you have. And while that got you here, it's not going to get you successfully over the finish line. You're not going to be able to maximize that value at exit. So even if you do get an offer, you're going to get something well below what the expectations of that business owner may be. 
but that's reality. That will be market value because what owners tend to forget is these buyers are bigger. They're more sophisticated. They may have bought, you know, a hundred companies or more. They're not, that's not the only business they're looking at. They may be looking at 200 more at the same time. And so they're going to take your financials unemotionally and with logic they're going to throw you into their financial planning and analysis systems with their CFOs and analysts. And they're going to say, well, compared to your industry, you're just middle of the road. We want the big shining star, right? We want that purple cow out there that we can grow and scale and take to the next level. Uh, or they may be wanting to look at businesses in multiple industries, but with these earnings, these this EBITDA, this revenue range, and you don't compare with the rest of them. So all of that stuff matters. And so if you compound all of that with the fact that the business is the, is the owner, people just walk away. Even if you have good numbers, they'll walk away. Which makes perfect sense hearing that. Um, do, and you talked earlier how, you know, the business owner, it's, their baby, they founded it, they've grown it, and they know more about their business in their pinky than you or I could ever know about it ever. Um, but they're so close to it. And that by very nature of that knowledge and that attachment is a negative thing in a process like this. So it's, it strikes me that you almost need somebody to help you through this process, somebody out, outside of you or your family. Yeah, I'll tell you the, uh, and I'm not just saying this because we own a, uh, you know, exit planning and sure. a firm, but having strong advisors by your side early, like very early in the process is absolutely critical. And I, I'm in living proof, right? I mean, I've got BSMS in accounting. I've worked for the top consulting firms in the world. We had no idea about what a selling process was. Um, our consulting shop and recruiting shop that we own, we had about 90 professionals. We got contacted by the number nine firm in the world wanting to open up their South presence in Texas and kind of the surrounding states. We thought that was great. Now, that's one buyer reaching out on a whim and just happened to catch me. Hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, we're looking to buy a company. Are you interested in selling? Had never even thought about it. And, and as highly like automated we were and systematized and we had everything documented, like we'd done a lot of things right, except for one minor problem. We didn't have anybody representing us who would have said, no, hold on a minute. We're going to take you through a process. We're going to build the perspectives, like the customer information memorandum, a teaser deck. We're going to take you to market. And that number nine firm can be part of that process. And we're going to go through that journey because then you're going to get their best offer. You'll never get their best offer when somebody reaches out to you out of the blue. Um, they're going to be super nice. You're going to think, wow, this process is great. But what they're doing is they're, in effect, lowering the asking price, taking you through that journey. They're going to make sure that you know other people aren't in the mix and... Here we are, sell it in May of 08, thinking everything was fine and did it all wrong. And so that statement of like, we never knew that you never knew, we were those people. And so for me, you know, we take this selling process very seriously because it is their baby. It's almost like their business is like their child, right? Um, and so after the sale, I mean, they can feel empty inside, almost depressed. 
because that part of their life is gone now. Um, that big hat they were, the owner of so-and-so, this business, all their friends know about that. And so all of that is just you know really critical, along with the fact when you get calls from guys that have $50 million businesses and they're writing furiously and taking notes on that first call when you're chatting, kind of going back and forth, and they pause and they say, oh my gosh, I've talked to a bunch of people. You guys are telling me stuff. I mean, I had no idea that this is what a sales process looked like. This is what we had to do. I kept being told that, uh, you know, our financial statements are fine, that this process was going to be easy, that we were worth three times revenue, which is obviously never the case for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. Um, there's a reason why we do this. There's a reason why you need people early. I'll give you a great example, too. If you have a business and you convert it, let's say you have an LLC and before five years, before you're going to sell, you convert it to a C-Corp, then the original owners, when they have that C-Corp and they sell the business downstream, it's considered qualified small business stock and you have a $10 million uh, tax exemption per owner by doing that. But most people, it's like your will. You know, hey, we need some advisors to come in here and talk to us about this. Eh, like your will, we'll just punt it and do it later. Most people that we talk to completely miss that tax strategy because they're not thinking about it. And so the earlier you can start to visit with people that are in the know, and we're not talking just about companies like ours, but tax strategists with M&A experience, the wealth managers that have business owner clients who have sold their companies and understand all this, the CPAs that have been involved in transactions and understand it, the better off you're going to be to talk to people, think through the issues and then say, okay, now I have time to get my business ready to exit and attractive in the marketplace, but now I can do the things to maximize that value. I love it. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our website is finalascent.com. Um, so go to the blog. Uh, you can learn a lot uh, about a variety of topics in this industry. I'm on LinkedIn a ton. So if you look up Steve Conwell and Final Ascent, uh, I'd love for you guys to connect with me and uh, start those conversations and that journey. And I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on to your podcast. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, show Steve your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas and any folks that are business owners, obviously. Uh, go to finalascent.com and check out the great resources, read through the blog that Steve was talking about, and then find Steve Conwell on LinkedIn as well. And I will link all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Steve. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Until next time, remember... Do your part by doing your best.